Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, December 1st, and this is your FT News Briefing. The Eurozone's inflation rate is not exactly what it seems. The pandemic Zoom boom continues, and Eurozone finance ministers strike a deal when it comes to bailout funds. Plus, the head of the U.S. Treasury and the chair of the Federal Reserve testify before the U.S. Congress this week. We'll explain what's in store. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. November's Eurozone inflation data are due out today, and we're expected to see that for the fourth month in a row, the area remains in deflationary territory. Now, this is a headache for policymakers. If companies and households expect prices to fall eventually, then they're less likely to spend and invest now, which means a slower recovery. But the data may not be altogether reliable. That's because consumer spending is being gauged against normal behavior. And these aren't normal times. Valentina Romai, the FT's economics reporter, explains. So offices for national statistics across the Eurozone track the prices of goods and services that consumers buy. And with them, they calculate an overall price index that takes into account how much consumers spend on each item. Prices are updated monthly, and the basket of goods and services that people buy is updated annually. Currently, we are using the spending data from 2018. Usually, this is not a problem as changes in consumer habits are gradual. With the pandemic, the change has been dramatic. For example, the price of air tickets has fallen sharply and has dragged down the overall inflation index. Most people have not benefited from cheaper flights because they were stuck at home. In contrast, the price of food has increased faster than what is accounted for in the inflation basket. The ECB has calculated an alternative inflation index to take into account the changes in consumption patterns, and they found that the inflation consumer actually experienced during the pandemic was higher than the headline inflation. And FD analysis found that the prices of goods were in high demand, including the price of bikes, food, including the price of furniture, rose at a rate that were close to the ECB inflation target. So the FD analysis suggests that the difference between the alternative indicator from the ECB and the headline figures could be even higher. Valentina Romai is the FT's economics reporter. Now, turning to one of the biggest corporate winners of the pandemic, Zoom. The video conferencing business released its quarterly earnings yesterday, and Zoom said in the three months to the end of October, it had more than quadrupled its sales compared to the same period last year. Revenues hit $777 million. It was $167 million a year ago. And Zoom is banking on the fact that we're all going to be video conferencing for a while. Or, at the very least, your office holiday party will be over video. Zoom projected fourth quarter revenue of up to $811 million. But the good news wasn't enough to keep investors happy. Zoom shares fell as much as 7% in after-hours trading on Monday. It's taken nearly a year, but Eurozone finance ministers now have a plan to revamp the bloc's bailout fund. 
Its finance ministers met virtually during yesterday's Eurogroup meeting, and they reached a deal to revamp the European stability mechanism. This is the fund that the EU set up during the sovereign debt crisis to help ailing governments. The deal finance ministers came to creates a backstop for the bloc's single resolution fund. It would provide extra cash for bank rescues from the ESM if the fund runs out of money. Now, there are a few reasons why this deal is a big deal. One, Italy and northern European countries finally came around to the reforms. And two, this deal paves the way towards dealing with more contentious parts of the bloc's banking union. But nothing is set in stone yet. Each member state's parliament still needs to approve the deal. All the positive vaccine news over the past few weeks made November one of the best months for stocks in decades. But it's come alongside a global rise in coronavirus cases, something that has the chair of the Federal Reserve worried. And Jay Powell will get a chance to voice his concerns. He and U.S. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin will testify before the U.S. Senate today and the U.S. House on Wednesday. Both will address the future of the national economy as we enter a very difficult stage of the pandemic. Here with me now is the FT's Washington Deputy Bureau Chief, James Politi. James, we got opening statements from Powell. What did the Fed chair have to say? Uh, So the Fed chair um, said that given what we're seeing with coronavirus in the U.S. and around the world, that the economic outlook remains very uncertain. And he said that we're heading into a few very challenging months on that front. Um, He also sort of noted that the recent uh, upbeat news on on vaccine development was encouraging. And he said it's very uh, positive news, but only over the medium term. And there was still sort of considerable uncertainty about the distribution of the vaccine, the effectiveness. And so he said it was a bit early to draw any real conclusions uh, about the impact of, uh, of this on, on the outlook. So the Fed has sort of consistently taken a very sort of cautious, in a way worried take on, on the economic outlook through the pandemic. And that, that's set to continue today. What about Mnuchin? What are, what are we likely to hear from the U.S. Treasury Secretary? Um, well, so uh, Secretary Mnuchin, now representative of the outgoing Trump administration, Um, issued some fairly short opening remarks in which he sort of thanked lawmakers for their help in passing the original fiscal stimulus. And he urged Congress to pass a new, more targeted relief package using funds that had been earmarked for some big Fed emergency lending facilities which he has asked uh, the central bank to return um, after unwinding those facilities at the end of the year. James, what are you looking out for as these two figures go before Congress this week? Well, it'll be interesting to see the body language between the two. Um, Back in the summer, they were um, greeting each other with big uh, elbow bumps. (laughs) Um, You know, this is sort of the duo that got along quite well despite the tensions between and the, the attacks by Trump on Powell over, over the years. And they were able to get this big relief package through. Um, and I think they, they, they've had a, a generally good, good relationship and an effective relationship. But since the Treasury Department called for the unwinding of some of the emergency credit facilities that the Fed really wanted to keep as an insurance policy against a new financial market downturn, 
you know, I think there have been some tensions between the Fed and the Treasury. And so it'll be interesting to see what, what kind of dynamic uh, emerges there. Otherwise, you know, we will be looking to see what, what uh, Chair Powell says about, you know, any future actions the Fed might take and whether they've converged on really a, a policy plan that they could implement immediately in, in December or whether that will wait until maybe next year. And of course, you know, I think everyone will want to hear from both Chair Powell and Secretary Mnuchin, you know, what they think uh, the prognosis is for further stimulus, because that's really crucial at this point. James Politi is the FT's Washington Deputy Bureau Chief. Thanks, James. Thank you. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.,